You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to our broadcast today. As we go into the Word of God, we're still on the subject of mercy, but this time around we're going to focus on receiving mercy, okay? Mercy is not something you receive once. It's something that you, you need from time to time. Yes, so I, I want us to go into the Word of God and look at how we can experience more of the mercy of God, how we can enjoy the mercy of God. If you want to really enjoy the mercy of God, there are certain conditions that the Scriptures make very, very clear to us. Okay, yes. So let's, let's look into the Scriptures. Go to the book of Matthew chapter 5. In Matthew chapter 5, Verse 7, here the Beatitudes, Jesus makes a statement here in verse 7. He said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So mercy is something we want to obtain. You need to get mercy when you need it. There will come a time that you would need mercy in your life. There will be many times, really, that you would need mercy. So you need to position yourself so as to be able to enjoy and obtain mercy at the time of need. Okay, so Jesus tells us that one of the primary ways to position yourself to obtain mercy from God is to be merciful. Okay, yes, to be merciful. Yeah, I want us to look at that, this verse a little bit just to unpack it a little bit all right and he uses the word the last week we were talking about uh, mercy from 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 the hebrew perspective so yeah i want us to major on the greek uh, aspect of 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 mercy yes although during the greek historically the greeks were not people that uh, kind of encourage mercy. Mercy was seen as, as a, a sign of weakness in, 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 in the, during, during the time of the Greek. Even the Romans, they saw mercy as some, something that was not um, a, a virtue. It, wasn't, it, it was a demonstration of weakness rather than strength. But in the kingdom of God, in God's kingdom, we see mercy as uh, as, as a display of strength. It's a display of strength. God, who is rich in mercy, is not weak. Okay, yes. So the Greek word that is used here for, for mercy, when it's, uh, he, he says, blessed are the merciful. Yes, blessed are the merciful. The Greek word here is elimon. Okay, elimon. And it simply means to be compassionate, all right? It means to be compassionate. And it says, and if you are compassionate, if you are merciful, you will receive mercy. And that word, when we look at it, break it down, and let's look at the meaning. It means, it means to be compassionate, yes, by word or deed, especially by divine grace. And... It, it, also, it also means to have mercy 
or to help one afflicted or seeking aid. To help one afflicted or seeking aid. Okay? Yes. So, it also means to help the afflicted, to bring help to the wretched. To bring help to the wretched. So, the picture here is that of someone who is in a privileged position. Someone who is in a privileged position and is in a position to help the one that is wretched. The one that is in a desperate situation. So, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the merciful. If you are in a privileged position, and you are in a position where you can be merciful to someone, the Bible says that when you do that, you are blessed. There is a blessing that goes with that. And not only that, you position yourself for mercy when you need it. When you need it. All right. So, society today doesn't really encourage mercy because... Um, we, yeah, you know, we, we might look at people and say, well, you are in that position. It's your fault. You, you, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. And that's why you're there. So it's good for you. <laughs> and, and, and so on. God is not like that. God is not like that. And he doesn't want us to be like that. Okay. He doesn't want us to be like that. So if you are in a privileged position, if you are in a place where God has enabled you, he has given you what it takes and to, to, to help somebody, God expects you to do that to that person. Okay. Why? Because there's going to come a time that you will need mercy. God, who, who is the most merciful he i mean he doesn't need mercy from anyone because he is mercy himself all right and but although he will never need mercy from us he is generous he is generous when it comes to mercy and and so uh, for us as believers and as children of god who are here on earth representing God on earth we need to be able to represent him accurately and if to represent him accurately we need to show mercy we need to show mercy okay and I know a lot of times it's 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 not as easy to be merciful to some people but that notwithstanding God says we should be merciful all right yes so if you don't show mercy. You're going to be in trouble with God one day. Okay, let's look at a scripture in the book of uh, Micah. Micah chapter 6. I love this scripture. Micah chapter 6 verse 8. All right. And this is God speaking. He's speaking to, to national Israel. And he says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. What does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Can you see that? So God has shown us what is good. What is good? Number one, he wants you, 
He requires of you and I to do justly. In other words, we must deal with people. We must not be unjust when we deal with people. We must not treat people, you know, take advantage of people's weakness. We must not take advantage of people's misfortune, okay? Don't take advantage of them and, and try to, try to uh, uh, beat them and, and, and put them down lower than they are. You, if you read the scriptures, you father, many, many times. It seems as if God seemed, he has a heart for the underdog, you know, people who are, who are not privileged. God seems to have a heart for them. And if you have the heart of God, you will have a heart for such people. You will have a heart for such people. So you must uh, do justly and you must love mercy. Love mercy. We must love it. Mercy should be something you love. If you don't love it, how are you going to experience it? How are you going to receive it? So you must love <coughs> mercy. And not only that, walk humbly. I like to put it this way. The more privileged you are, the more merciful you ought to be. The more you are elevated, Maybe by God's grace, he has raised you, he has blessed you, he has positioned you, placed you in a place of influence, he's given you so much power, and, 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 and you are just blessed all round. The more blessed you are, the more merciful you ought to be. The more merciful you ought to be. The more blessed you are, the more you need to demonstrate that mercy, okay? Show mercy to those who are in need. The more elevated you are, the more you need to humble yourself. You need to humble yourself. When you are elevated, you need to humble yourself. When you have, when the more you are placed in a position to execute justice, the more you need to ensure that you do it. Do it, because if you want to be, uh, to, uh, to, to, to be in favor with God, do not be unjust with people. Okay? Yes, that is important. If we want to experience, if we want to receive mercy, because no matter how powerful you are, no matter how privileged you are, no matter how blessed you are, no matter how well placed you are, one day you will need mercy. There will be times that you need mercy. And when you need mercy, if you have taken time to show mercy to people. You see, David showed mercy to Saul. He showed mercy to Saul when he had the opportunity to kill Saul. He was merciful. He showed mercy to Saul. And guess what? When David did, um, deserved to die after killing Uriah and taking his wife, when David did, did, I mean, he deserved to die. But guess what? God had mercy on him. God had mercy on him. Why? Because he had mercy. He had mercy on Saul. 
All right. So, and, 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 and that's why he, he appreciated the mercy of God so much in his life. Why? He could see that he did not deserve to experience the, the mercy of God, but God showed mercy to him. All right? So, we need to be merciful. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't show mercy, if you don't show mercy, let me show you a scripture in the book of um, in the book of James. Let's look at James. In James chapter 2. James chapter 2. James makes a, a very important statement there in chapter 2, verse, verse 13. Let me read it from the Amplified. Okay? James 2:13. He says, For judgment. For judgment will be merciless to the one who has shown no mercy. So there will be time. There will be a time of judgment. But then, if you've been merciless all your life, when the time of judgment comes, you are not going to experience mercy. Yes, judgment will be merciless to the one who has shown no mercy. But to the one who has shown mercy, mercy triumphs victoriously over judgment. Hallelujah. What a relief. So you deserve judgment, but then because of God's mercy, God, who is rich in mercy, he was able to show us. He demonstrated his mercy to us. And now he's saying to us, we need to be merciful as well. We need to be full of mercy. One of the things you need to learn is how to walk in mercy. You need to learn how to, to demonstrate the mercy of God to those in need of it. Why? So that mercy will triumph over judgment in your life. Mercy will triumph over judgment in your life. Now, it doesn't mean that God, you know, um, let's say because you are merciful, then justice is erased. No, there's no such thing. God is a God of justice, so he will be just. He will be just. And sin is still going to be judged, but it's going to be meted out with mercy. With mercy. Like in the case of David, God was merciful to him, but he still faced some consequences in his, in his life and in his family, but he experienced the mercy of God in his life. You see? Yeah. So when we are merciful, then we soften, we soften the, 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 the level of judgment that we deserve okay we soften that so that's why it's important as God's children to be merciful because the most merciless people tend to be God's people sometimes yeah God's people sometimes are the most merciless people look at that in the case of in the days of Jesus the religious institution was the most merciless they were merciless, they were wicked, and Jesus didn't take it easy with them. He didn't take it lightly with them. If you look at Matthew 22, Matthew 22, 
uh, sorry, Matthew 23, verse 23. Jesus makes a statement here, right? And he is speaking, he's speaking to the scribes and the Pharisees. Look at what he says. He says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. He says, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin. And have neglected the weightier matters of the law. You, you, you are so, so bent on getting the tithes. You, 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 you count everything. You, 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 won't even, you won't even miss anything when it comes to collecting from people the tithes and so on. And then he says, but then you've neglected the weightier matters of the law. Yes, and what are the weightier matters of the law? Jesus lists them. He says justice. You see, justice. That's why I say you must always, you must deal justly with people. Deal justly with people. Don't take away what they deserve. Don't take away from them opportunities they deserve because you are privileged or because you are in a position of influence. And that's why whenever, when people are in positions of power, when people are in positions of influence, whether it is in government or wherever, I'm telling you, God is going to visit. God is going to visit at some time, at the, at the appointed time. He will visit those people who have deprived, deprived the masses of justice. Yeah, the Bible is very clear about that. Or for, in, for instance, instead of, instead of um, meeting out justice, you, 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 you now receive, you receive money in order to pervert justice. God is, God is going to visit that person. He will not be held guiltless, whoever it is. So Jesus is saying these are the weightier matters of the law, justice. Justice for the poor, justice for, for the widow, justice for the orphan, justice for the foreigner, justice for, for, for the woman. You know, we, we, we're in a situation where there is a lot of gender-based violence. And I'm telling you, God is going to visit at the appointed time. Maybe because you are in a position of position of strength, position of power, then you use that to exploit and to, um, and to uh, rob people of their dignity, rob women of their dignity. I'm telling you, God is going to deal with that. He will visit that. So we must be aware of, 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 of all of that. Yes. So justice is vital, is, is weightier. Now, Jesus is not saying that the tithe is not important. You'll see how he, he, he finishes it. He says, it, justice, then he says, mercy. Then mercy is a weighty matter in, in, in God's eyes. Justice is a weighty matter in God's eyes. Mercy is a weighty matter in God's eyes as well. So God is serious about mercy. So he's looking. And those guys, they neglected justice. Okay, they neglected justice, they neglected mercy. The entire religious system 
was void of justice. It was void of mercy. And it was also void of faith. It was void of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Jesus says, you, you have neglected this. You are focusing more on, on, on the finances. You're focusing more on, on how you can extort or how you can, you know, um, how you can punish people. You are focusing more on how you can oppress the people. You are focusing more on how you can deal with them and take advantage of them and all of that. So Jesus is speaking here and he says, these things, these things you've, you, you ought to have done. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. You see? Yeah. So mercy means so much to God. It means so much to God. Many times we don't, we don't hear much about mercy, but I'm telling you, if you go to the Bible, you see it all over, everywhere. Mercy, the mercy of God is vital. Just like we should emphasize justice, we should emphasize mercy, and we should emphasize faith. These things mean a lot. These are weighty matters before God. And so God is, 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 is rebuking the, the scribes and the Pharisees. He says, war. Now, war is not a good thing. What a contrast. In, in Matthew chapter 5 verse 7, he says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Then the merciless, he's saying, Woe! <laughs> Woe to the merciless! Woe to the merciless! So, don't be merciless. Don't be merciless, even if you feel like being merciless. Don't. Amen. You remember the story of the um, the good Samaritan. Remember that story? Jesus told that story. And there was a priest, there was a, uh, there was a scribe, and, and, and every other person just saw this guy who is in a desperate situation. He had been beaten by robbers. He was in a desperate situation, a situation of need. And guess what? They just walked past. Everybody was in a hurry except the Samaritan. All the Israelites were in a hurry. They didn't pay attention. The Samaritan who is considered uh, a second class citizen because the Samaritans uh, were, were, were a mixed breed. The Jews felt superior to the Samaritans. And the Samaritan was the one that that saw this guy and took him and, and he took him to be taken care of and even paid for the expenses of his treatment. And Jesus said, who among all of these is a neighbor to this guy? He said, the Samaritan. So Jesus says, go and do likewise. Go and show mercy. So that act, the act that the Samaritan carried out was an act of mercy. It was an act of mercy. So mercy, like we said the last time, that mercy is a very broad word and you need, you need to look at the scriptures properly to see that it covers so many things. 
Cover so many things. But it's a heart that if you have, if you have a heart of mercy, there is a way you will respond to people. There is a way you will deal with people. There is a way you will, you will even conduct yourself if you have a heart of mercy. What we have uh, in the world today, we have merciless leaders. We have merciless leaders who are not, who don't have mercy, who who don't um, who don't have a heart for the people, who don't have a heart for the people. I'm praying that God will raise leaders who are merciful, who have mercy, and because they are merciful, they will see the plight of those who are in pitiable conditions, and they will be able to use their position. To elevate those people and to lift them to a position of dignity. That's what we need. We need, we need leaders who are merciful. And we need Christians who are merciful. Like I said, Christians can be the most merciless people. <laughs> they will butcher you if you allow them. No? I mean, I have shown mercy to some people. And they have, in turn, dealt brutally with me. <laughs> you know? And I'm looking and I'm like, oh my goodness. I was merciful. I was merciful to you. And this is how I get rewarded. This is how I get rewarded for being merciful. Well, let the Lord, let the Lord handle that. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to stop being merciful. I'm not going to stop being merciful. I remember one time my wife, my, I mean, my wife saw my plight and she turned to me and she said to me, don't allow people to change you. <laughs> don't allow people to change you. Don't stop being yourself. Continue. And that was really encouraging and comforting. Yeah, because sometimes people just don't, don't appreciate mercy. Hallelujah. They don't know when they will need it. But D-Day is coming, and I want to say to you, please ensure that you live a life of mercy. Be merciful. Be full of mercy like your heavenly Father. Demonstrate it. Be compassionate. If your heart is not like that, pray. Ask God to give you that heart. Ask God to make you, to give you a merciful heart. Okay? Yeah. So, mercy doesn't mean overlooking sin. Make no mistake about that. That's not what it means. But it also, it means that mercy should triumph over judgment. Let mercy triumph over judgment. That's what we're praying for. Right? Yes. So, what are, some of the, what are some of the ways, what are some of the evidences, some of the tokens, or what are some of the manifestations of mercy? I've mentioned a few, like in the case of the Good Samaritan. Yes, he showed mercy to the man that had been beaten by robbers. Those are the, those are the, the, those are the words that Jesus used the word mercy to describe that act. Okay, but then let's look at let's look at another example 
in the book of Matthew chapter 18. This is a popular one. Matthew chapter 18. And I will read. I will read Matthew 18. Um, let's see. Yeah, Matthew 18. This is, this is a parable. Jesus is, is teaching here. Okay? He's teaching here and... And this is a parable of the unforgiving servant. Now, this guy had, he, he owed his master, you know, and he, he pleaded, he pleaded with his master to have compassion on him, and the master forgave him, all right? The, the master forgave him, and he canceled the debt, and release him. Then verse 28 says, But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. Oh my goodness. Pay me what you owe. Imagine. This guy, this was somebody that owed his master 10,000 talents. Now he finds somebody who owes, who owes him a um, hundred denarii. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Have patience with me, please. Please give me more time. I'm working on it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but he did not. And he went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. Can you imagine that? All right? And when his fellow servants saw that he, uh, what had been done, they were grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then verse 32, it says, Then his master, after he, after he called him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. I forgave you. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? Remember the word pity is also the same word that is translated mercy. Alright. I had mercy on you. And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers. Until he should pay all that was due him. And then he says, so my heavenly father also will do to you. If each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. My goodness. So God, our ability to enjoy the mercy of God is directly proportional to our ability to mete out mercy to others. So here in this context, mercy is, we see forgiveness as an act of mercy. We see forgiveness as an act of mercy. In the case of of the Samaritan, for, uh, it wasn't forgiveness, but it was uh, compassion. 
it was compassion that we we saw there, or, or that 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 the Bible um, uh, reveals there. You know, the Samaritan when he had compassion, and then he helped this man who was destitute. He helped this one who was who was in a state of desperation. So when people are in a state of desperation, what they need is mercy. What they need is mercy when they're in, in a state of desperation. So we see here that mercy is forgiveness. Alright? Forgiveness. So because this man did not forgive, he didn't, the guy wasn't even saying to him, um, please write it off. He wasn't saying that. He just said, give me time. So a merciful heart will say, okay, fine, I'm going to give you time. Why? Because I understand your situation. But a merciless heart will immediately, you know, descend on that person and, and, and crush him. Yeah, so um, we need, we need to be merciful if we want to experience and enjoy the mercy of God in our lives. Amen. Yes. So, yeah, when we see compassion, when we see compassion, that is a demonstration of the mercy of God. But now, let's look at another Another expression of mercy or another manifestation of mercy. Like I said, there are many. I just, I'm just giving you a few. Okay? I'm just giving you a few, but there are many in the Word of God. Let's look at, let's look at um, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we see here that Paul makes a statement. Okay? He makes a statement in... Verse, verse, verse 1, he says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, 2 Corinthians 4.1, Therefore, since we have this ministry, we have received mercy. We do not lose heart. So what I see here is that even the opportunity for ministry is a demonstration of God's mercy. It's a demonstration of God's mercy. Isn't that interesting? Yes, it is. It's a demonstration of God's mercy when we experience or when we're given the privilege to serve in the house of God. God has shown mercy to us. Let's look at... Um, also, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. I see here, Paul says, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me, because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. <laughs> Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a, per, a, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy 
because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Incredible. So he says, look, I don't even deserve to be in the ministry. I don't deserve to be an apostle. I, I actually, because of the, the kind of person I was, he said, but because of the mercy of God, God had mercy on me and he put me into the ministry. He made me an apostle. It is his mercy. <laughs> it is his mercy that gives us the privilege to serve the body of Christ. It's his mercy. So some, 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 sometimes we think, we think that the opportunity we have to serve, we're doing God a privilege. A, 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 you know, we're doing God a, a favor. No, no, we're not doing God a favor. Do you know that God can do, can do everything without any one of us? He can do everything. He can sort everything out. He can do it without you. With ease. But because of his mercy, he decided to give you an opportunity to serve the body. To serve the body. Huh? So we need, to, we need to understand that. Yes. Wonderful. Let me give you one more. I see. The time is going. One more. Look at Romans chapter 11. Okay. Romans chapter 11. You see here. This is a very interesting one. In Romans chapter 11. In the whole, the whole of chapter 11 of, of, of Romans. Um, Paul is talking about national Israel, how they rejected Christ, and how the church has been grafted in. Okay, how the church has been grafted in. We were foreigners. We were we were foreigners. The Bible says from the commonwealth of Israel, but God in His mercy, God who is rich in mercy, has brought us and has grafted us in. But look at verse thirty of of um, Romans chapter 11 he says for as you were once disobedient to God yet now have obtained mercy through their disobedience so we the disobedience of national Israel made a way for us to experience the mercy of God Incredible. So it's the mercy of God that brought the church into existence. It's the mercy of God that brought the body of Christ into existence. Alright. Remember that before God was he was only dealing with national Israel. So he, anybody that wanted to experience God had to come to, to Israel. He, he had to come in contact with national Israel in order to experience God. And then when they had the opportunity and Jesus, the Messiah, came and they rejected him, when they rejected him, God decided, okay, since you have rejected him, let me be merciful to the Gentiles and bring them into the covenant that I made with Abraham. Graft them in and they have become now, joint heirs with Christ, it's a manifestation. It's a demonstration of the mercy of God. Incredible. 
So in view all of, the, of all of these things, you now begin to see why you need to worship God. You now begin to see why you need to be faithful to God. You now begin to see why you need to love God. Hallelujah. Why? Because he has been merciful. He's been merciful to us. Okay. Yeah. So I want to give you three points. Okay. Three points that you need to, you need to, have let those let these points sink in your mind to help you to always be in a position whereby you can um, be a candidate for God's mercy. All right. Number one, don't forget, don't forget where God took you from. Okay. Don't ever forget where God took you from, because if you forget then it will cause you to begin to behave in a way you shouldn't. <laughs> it will cause you to begin to, uh, to position yourself in a way that you might not be a candidate for God's blessing. So, don't forget where God took you from. I like what Paul said in, in Ephesians chapter 2. He says, verse 1, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works among the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. We were by nature, our nature. Our nature positioned us for wrath. The way we were, that's who we were. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Hallelujah. By grace, you've been saved. So, don't forget where God took you from. You were a sinner. You didn't have any right to call God Father. You didn't have that right. No. If not for Jesus, you can't just wake up and say, Heavenly Father. No. You think, you think it just... <laughs> Sometimes we don't think, think far enough about the privileges that Jesus has given to us, which we don't deserve. But it's the mercy of God. So no matter how good you are, remember that you were just a good trash. And, but Lord Jesus, God who is rich in mercy, decided to pick you up and make you a brand new person in Christ. Made you a new creation in Christ. What an honor, what a privilege. Never forget that. Never forget that you were destined for hell. Never forget that there was a death sentence upon your life. Okay. Never forget that. Okay. So number two. Don't. Um, yeah. Don't forget how hopeless your situation was. Nobody could save you. Your good works were not enough. Nobody. 
you did not have anyone to help you. You did not have anyone to help you. You had a debt you could not pay. You could not pay it. Not, not even a thousand lifetimes could pay that debt. Okay? That's how, how hopeless your situation was. You and I, we, are all, we were all in that situation. Okay? There's nothing, nothing. So don't forget that that was your situation. It's like the, the parable we read, the unforgiving servant. What happened is that he forgot. He forgot how desperate his situation was. That's why he treated his fellow servant the way he did. Because he forgot. So don't forget. Okay. Don't forget. And then number three. Don't forget how God's mercy has preserved you. Don't forget that. Don't forget how God's mercy has preserved you. Lamentations tells us it is because of his mercies that we're not consumed. Don't forget that. If you ever forget and you think that it's because of how smart you are, that's why you've been preserved, then you've missed it. So if you will keep these three things at the back of your mind, at all times, always remember where he took you from. Always remember how bad your situation was. And always remember how the mercy of God helped you. Then, when you look at somebody else, it would help you to identify with them and then help them out. Amen. Glory to God. Yes. So I want us to pray, just to pray, that the Lord will help us to be merciful. I know you want to receive mercy at the time of need. I have many stories of how God has shown me mercy because of, because of how my mother has shown mercy to other people. Many examples. I want you to be merciful. Father, I pray for my brother, my sister, right now. I ask, oh God, that you would help us to walk to be merciful to walk like you to be as to be merciful just like you are merciful my god we live in a generation where uh, the merciless are being promoted we live in a day and a time that the merciless seem to be advancing and so there is no inspiration no encouragement for us to be merciful but lord we see in your word and we pray, Lord, that you do a work in our hearts. Help us, oh God. Do a work in our hearts. Help us to be more like you. To be merciful like you. I bless you, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray for my brother, my sister. Strengthen them. Teach them. Teach us all, oh God, how to be merciful. How to balance mercy with justice. And faith, my God, I bless your name. In Jesus' name. Now, if you're watching this and you have not given your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. Okay? I want to pray for you. It doesn't matter how terrible your life has been. Remember, 
the story, there's a story of the woman who was caught in adultery. Jesus showed mercy to her. The religious people wanted to stone her to death. But Jesus showed mercy to her. So I want to give you the opportunity to experience the mercy of God. Alright? You've not given your life to Jesus. Just come before him. Say, dear God. Repeat after me. Say, dear God. I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. You love me so much that you don't want me to remain the same in my sinful state. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Jesus, come into my heart. Be merciful to me. Wash away my sins. Give me a new heart, a heart that is full of mercy. Thank you, Lord. I receive by faith right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to contact us. Send us an email. Uh, you can send us a WhatsApp message as well. Just contact us and let us know what God is doing in your life. And we would like to be in touch with you. I would like to communicate with you and help you to in, 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 in this new walk with Christ. Okay. And before we leave, I want to pray for the offering. You know, it's giving. You know, position. God has put you in a position to be a blessing to the work of Christ. I want to pray for you right now. Lord, I pray for your people. I ask, Lord, that you would move in their finances. I ask for your blessing. I release your blessing over them, over their family, over their jobs, over their careers, over their studies. Lord, over all their endeavors, Lord my God. As they give towards your work, as they give cheerfully and generously, I ask, oh Father, that you would pour your generous grace upon them. Let there be wisdom, financial wisdom. Let there be opportunities, doors to open, doors of increase, doors of promotion. My God, I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. God bless you real good. It's so good to be together. Please share this message. Share it with someone and uh, be a blessing. Okay, be a blessing and uh, we will be with you again same time next week. Wonderful. All the blessed. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.